Welcome to No Apology with the Bible Idiots. I'm Chris Danielson, along with my best friend and bride, Emily. So glad you are with us on this Monday, and it's Chris and Emily show, style show, style podcast, (laughs) style something or other, and in true form. She's into style. True form. uh, News to amuse. That's what's coming at you today. We've been doing it for a long time because there's so much strange stuff going on in the world yep. and it, it really behooves us to open our eyes a little wider some is news some are just stories some is yeah. research some are just yeah. little tidbits we've picked up along the way yeah. but we want it to be fun well a whole lot more is going on than that repeated 15 minute cycle that you see on mainstream media so yeah you know shut that off <laughs> Take a look around, go outside, talk to people, and you'll see there's a whole lot of other stuff yeah. to be encouraged about. And especially. let me start with a headline that'll give it away that we are not hard-hitting news journalism. <laughs> are you ready? Yes. Fugitives' fake ears come off. <laughs> <laughs> A dangerous Chinese fugitive tried to cross illegally over the border with a passport belonging to another person. To complete his disguise, he had asked a local surgeon to glue on fake ears. Unfortunately, they came unstuck just as he was crossing passport control. Oh, and his ears fell off. Yeah, fake ears or any other fake facial features coming off at passport controls probably going (laughs) to... I'm just going to say raise a red flag, and that would be anywhere, Britain, France, America, but you're crossing a Chinese border, okay? Oh, Poor guy. Poor guy. Probably never see him yeah. or his ears again. Desperate people. Desperate times call for desperate, uh, desperate measures, right? Have you ever texted in your sleep? A study discovered that up to 35% of us have had a text conversation while still sleeping. The conversation, which is mostly gibberish, starts when our phones start beeping or buzzing, prompting our brains to go into autopilot and return the text now it's not always gibberish though the study found that men usually text about food while women tend to get romantic i'm speechless <laughs> you got I, nothing you can, okay wait back up a little bit <laughs> what percentage of people do this uh 35 have said they've had a text conversation while sleeping that's more than a third of people yeah what are you guys doing out there? Well, I mean, how many people? How many people have <laughs> raced cars in their sleep besides doing? me and my mom? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but they're actually texting while they're still. They're asleep. not actually texting with their phone. They're 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 imagining they're oh, texting. Oh, they're kind of dreaming like they're. They're texting. dreaming. They're texting, and, okay. and they're trying to calm down, Emily. Yeah. It's okay. I thought these. <laughs> okay. Well, and maybe it is an actual text conversation. I'm going back through the, the news headline here. It, yeah, maybe it's gibberish. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. you know, here's the thing. I just read an article to, uh, the other day about how being attached to these screens is giving our brains an overload of dopamine. And dopamine is that that feeling that you get when you're, you know, just having fun. And, yeah. and you forget all the cares, you know, if you're at an amusement park or you're watching some great TV show or something like that. That's yeah. the portion of your brain that's being used where you're not really thinking critically or logically or solving Mm -hmm. problems or anything like that and the unfortunate reality is that screen time um which includes your phone yeah 
drowns your brain in that dopamine and and that portion of your brain keeps getting bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger while the other portions of your brain like your reason and your logic apparently and your critical dries thinking, up from what i can see they have to make room for the other portion and they cut they start literally getting smaller yeah so. wow. well if you if you are in my phone contact and you listen to this podcast and i know you personally and you get a text from me that says hey love the big fat burrito <laughs> no i was dozing off you okay. do dream about food a lot, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> All right. Women wear just 25% of their shoes. The average woman owns 20 pairs of shoes, but only wears five of them, according to a new study. 90% of women say they have a pair that they have never left the closet. Really? Top reason some shoes never leave their box? Too uncomfortable. They have an impractical heel. They don't match any outfits. Too expensive to damage. <laughs> And they were an unwanted gift. This is why I never buy you shoes. Yeah, don't buy shoes as a gift. That never works. You know, unless someone really close to you says, these are the exact shoes I want, and I want this exact size, and I've tried them on ahead of time, then I'd say, okay, go ahead. But don't buy shoes as a gift. Just For- a hint. 40% of tweets are pointless. Yeah. I would I Hello. was gonna say eighty, but anyway. I would I would say closer to eighty two. There right? is an actual study of two thousand random tweets. That's nothing. And they say that forty percent of the time they're completely po- pointless. Uh, the researchers deemed eight hundred and eleven tweets as babble compared to seven hundred and fifty one or thirty eight percent as conversational. Uh-huh. One hundred and seventy four eight percent as moderately interesting. So you got eight percent of Twitter's moder- moderately interesting, and you wonder why Emily and I completely bailed from Twitter three or four years ago. And have never looked back. Yeah, you got to do a lot of scrolling. And on 117, Twitter. 6% have self promotional. Well, yeah. I'm saying we hang on to Facebook because it's just part of the culture we live in. It's hard to get away from, but that's about the only social network that we're going to use. I want to keep, I just got an email from Parlor yesterday saying, you know, oh, it's just like, Where no. Are you? No, dude, I've, I've moved on, you know? Yeah, Some yeah. of it is so hard to get used to, and now we're embedded with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're just Facebook people. That's who we are. It's Bible Idiots is our Facebook page. The Chris and Emily Show is another one that we have that you can go to. Uh, Burdenstone is another Facebook page. And, of course, Lifehouse Church. Those are the ones that we manage pretty regularly. But, uh, yeah, Twitter, man, what a, it's just it's not my thing. And, and I know a lot of people hang on it. But here's the thing, though. Some of the ideas that they talked about are a little ab- abstract. I mean, this is interesting. That's not. I mean, that's very subjective. So I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I, we can live without it. In fact, I think the I think the research has been done that people are kind of happier when they check out altogether. Yeah, so. yeah. A couple more things here. Think about that. Get your life under control with the one minute rule. What's the one minute? Well, rule? Well, it's it's kind of an offshoot of uh, Dr. John Trent's two degree oh, difference. You're say the five second rule. No, no. <laughs> Dr. John Trent, who was a friend of ours, who was on the Chris and Emily show back in the day uh, with his headquarters in Scottsdale, yeah, Arizona, yeah, yeah. he came up with what was called the two degree difference, which yes. I have tried to live by as much as I possibly could. Because what it says is, is that if you make these small incremental changes in your life, but stick to them over time, over six months or a year, like just think about how bad 2020 was. Yeah. Well, if you started making these changes in January, you'd have eight months already of these two degree incremental differences and you're living a different life. Right. Uh, Gretchen Rubin is the author of the Get Your Life Under Control with the One Minute Rule. 
And she says that anything you can do in less than one minute, do it without delay and it'll change your life. Some examples of tasks you can do in less than a minute, put that dish in the dishwasher, return the document back to the folder it came from, stick your coat in the closet when you come in from outside. Ruben said a lot of people have told her that the one minute rule has massively transformed their surroundings. Okay. So if you got a bigger project you've been putting off, there's also this thing called the 15 minute rule. And you want to hear about that? If you can do it in 15 minutes. No, no, it's actually even different. Okay. This is really helpful for people who struggle with procrastination. Ah, very good. Okay. You know, because again, we always talk about the body in motion stays in motion, but to get it in motion is so hard. (laughs) Because that cuts right into my sitting around time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the 15 minute rule. Step one, pick one task or activity that you've been procrastinating on. Set a timer for 15 minutes. And then work for 15 minutes on the task until the timer rings. Now you think, well, that sounds pretty simple, but here's the key. The key is the timer. By setting the timer, you're subconsciously telling your brain the perceived pain of your project is nothing more than just 15 minutes. So start the blog post, start cleaning the inside of your car, organizing your start tax records. Start shredding those no longer needed documents. Yes, it's yeah. going to take forever. Yeah. Just do it 15 File minutes at a time. File that stack of papers. And in soon it'll be, be over very, very, very fast okay that's good but i like that however this is the problem chris what's that that one minute rule is what makes men wait in the car for 15 minutes that's the problem husbands waiting for their wives to get out the door because there's always one more one minute thing that they can do real quick before they go out to the car where yeah. husband's waiting yeah well for them. we'd like this show to end so i'm gonna just let that one lie <laughs> Because there is a thoroughly thought out, well-crafted yes. response, but it would take over 30 minutes. Well, so we're going to just know, move along. You know how husbands and wives can kind of read each other's minds. Um, I'm telling you, implement yeah. that one-minute rule in your Look, life, Chris. It'll change your just life. Just get in the car. <laughs> It's not that hard, okay? And then you don't even know this is the next bit, but okay. the six words that women hate most. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I'd one like of them I'm going to leave off because I just don't want to even say it. But okay. I'll say the five words women <laughs> hate most. Okay. According to a survey, the words are moist, squirt, chunky, curd, and flap. I, I, do those words bother you? Sure, yeah, they kind of do. They're kind of gross. Are they? I don't know. Moist is not bad, though. Curd? Yeah. What's wrong, w- what's with, wrong with curd? Well, it's like curdled milk. Yeah, you know, but it has I mean, the, the, the word, you don't like the sour. word. And it's not in my notes today, but I have done the survey before. The number one word that is the most pleasant to the subconscious of both men and yeah. women is the word delightful. Yeah. The word delightful is without a doubt far and away the number one word in the English language for mood altering conversations for both, especially for women, but also for men. So there's that. I can think of a whole host of other words that are way more than that one. I mean, your your word that you hate the most is shingles. I know. I don't like shingles. (laughs) I know. I know. I don't. I don't like just the fact that I said it. When you talk about it in a medical term, it's just like, yeah. I saw you twitch when I said it right there. Yeah. Uh, I I don't like the word uh, pop. Like, 
pop the balloon, pop this, something's going to pop. Like, I don't like Ice that. Ice cold pop. Yeah. Get your pop here. In Minnesota, <laughs> that's what they call soda. And I still pop. call it soda. We moved, you know, to another state out of the north, and that soda caught on real quick. I still call it soda. Yeah. Because I don't right. like the word pop. Data shows that the worst U.S. drivers are in one particular state, and this is what we're ending with today. Okay, say that again. What? There's a data that shows that the worst state in the United States for driving skills, the worst drivers in all of America yeah. are in this state. You know, I know which state it is. What do you think it is? I think it's Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? You're wrong, according okay. to statistics. Okay. Although when Who's we live the there, worst? there's a lot of evidence that points <laughs> I haven't to lived that. in every state, yeah. so. Uh, the number one state is Florida. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Well, of course, because yeah. they're getting their flip-flops stuck under the gas pedal. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Makes total sense. <laughs> well, you know that when we lived in Arizona, we would go into Sun City. And Sun City is just a, a retirement town. And so not only do you have this elderly population, but you also have this elderly population that's working and driving. And they're not just driving cars. They're driving like golf carts and, you know, walking. And, and everything just has to like slow down a little bit. And you do have to kind of be careful, especially when it comes to like the golf carts and stuff when you're driving around to make sure that you're seeing everybody and everything and so just that kind of makes sense then that florida would kind of statewide a lot of retirees uh that makes sense well it's very common knowledge that over 90%, I think the number is like 94 or 96% of all drivers in America think that they are a good driver. Right. And that everybody else has the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, the old comedian from the 70s says, if you go faster than me, you're a maniac. And if you're slower than me, you're a moron. Right, right. You know, so yeah. the Bible has something to say about that, and it's called humility. Mm. Yeah, and James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Yeah. In other words, get out of the left <laughs> lane. <laughs> Always be humble, gentle, and patient, accepting each other in love, Ephesians 4.2. Okay. When the light is green, that means go. <laughs> Go people, go people, go, go people. people. <laughs> Matthew 5.5 5 says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And uh, they'll also inherit the DMV, apparently. <laughs> and that is my podcast for today. Emily, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, the world does kind of keep spir spiraling faster and faster and faster, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And I, we're feeling it. We're to the age now where it's like things are just moving at such a breakneck speed that it's not even that we can't keep up. It's that we don't really want to. No. I mean, is it is it really important that this new thing is launched to change this program that I've been using for all of six months and now you have to update it again and it has to change you know it's just the learning curve gets exhausting after a while yeah so. yeah we do live in a completely different world than we did even five years ago I and think so. yeah, yeah completely different even 10 years ago yeah. uh, you go back to 2014 is when we started shooting the movie Bible idiots we finished it in 2015 uh -huh. that was six years ago yeah. I'm seeing stuff six seven years on on memories on Facebook and literally the world that we lived in then no longer exists. And you say, well, Chris and Emily, you guys moved
moved and took a whole new career as a pastor in a small town in Kansas. So, of course, your perspective changed. Um, our perspective changed, which is why we took a job as a pastor <laughs> there you go. in Kansas in this small yep, town that we exactly. just absolutely love teaching the truth. So that's going to do it for us today. Hey, don't forget to get a hold of us through BibleIdiots.com. You can join the conversation with the Friday mailbag coming up in the upper left-hand corner. There's an email address. Also, stand with us. Just got a gift for $200 from a name I did not recognize. And that just made my day because we are doing this on a shoestring and we want you to stand with us. BibleIdiots.com. On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. Get into the Word of God today and go and serve your King.